direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Infos Live. All right, folks, well, welcome again to another episode of Denfo's Live. Today, we're going to be talking about Pavilion, and that is the online knowledge base of trusted resources. That's a mouthful. And I have with me in the studio Air Force Colonel Eric Simon. Sir, thanks so much for being with me. Thank He's you. the Pavilion champion um, and former Denfo's deputy commandant champion. That's an Air Force word for you right there. <laughs> Let's have a seat, and I'll have nice. you introduce uh, yourself. Tell me a little bit about uh, you and what you do and where, where you came from, where you're going. Now. Well, as you just said, I came off a uh, a great three-year tour at Dinfos as the deputy commandant. Honestly, the best job I've ever had in my 30, almost 31 years in the military. It was absolutely amazing. And I, I, was, I had the privilege, really, of being the executive oversight for the build of Pavilion from inception to launch day and even beyond. My active duty tour just ended a few weeks ago. I'm back in the reserve. I was on extended active duty for three years. I'm back in the reserve now, working at the Secretary of the Air Force uh, public Affairs Office there as an IMA, Individual uh, um, Mobilization Augmentee, basically just a reservist who's attached to an active duty unit and can be used uh, basically as, as needed for in, in the absence of the active duty members. Perfect. It's a great job. Well, good to have you here. Before we go any further, we're going to be talking about Pavilion, so we got a short little video we're going to play. Um, if we can do that from the studio, let's take a look. Welcome to Pavilion. Caught on a cell phone, video from what bystanders say was an amazing rescue from a fiery crash. This man, later identified as an Army Staff Sergeant, is seen here carrying the crash victim away from her wrecked car just moments before it burst into flame. Okay, Ruiz, press release, Jones, portrait. Miss Miller, we'll have you take the brief card and case study. Minto, social media, Gramley, the article for publication, and I've got the press conference. Are there any questions? Yeah. All right, let's make it happen. Pavilion supplies teams with public affairs and visual information resources on demand 24-7. Whether you're brand new to the field or a seasoned professional, access tools to help jumpstart every mission. Okay guys, ready? trusted source for policy, templates, articles, all aligned to DOD standards. Here's the fact sheet for the press release. Thanks, I'll take care of it. Reference videos, checklists, case studies, and more to help full-time and collateral duty professionals no matter where you are. Welcome to Press Release 101. In this video, we'll be going over the basics of a press release as well as walking you through how to write it. Hey, thanks for the brief card. Yep, I'll get the press conference together tonight. Okay, great, thanks, chat soon. Welcome to Pavilion Audio. This episode is on press conferences. We'll be covering the basics of a press conference. Recently in the news, bystanders witnessed a heroic rescue by an army staff sergeant pulling a woman from a burning car. We are pleased to Bridge knowledge gaps to stay current and engaged with industry standards. Share knowledge gained and inspire others. At this time, 
time, I'm happy to take any of your questions. Pavilion. Okay. Well, so that's our, uh, that's a good little overview. That's our show, folks. Uh, we're <laughs> just kidding. We're going to go into much more detail. Uh, before we get into the questions, though, you've got somebody helping you uh, with the social media questions behind the scenes, answering questions online. Who is that? Tell us a little bit about her. That's Andrea Batts-Latson. She's the program manager for Pavilion. So if you see the content on the site on Pavilion, she is the part of the supervision that helped make that happen with our contract team. Awesome. Okay. So we are taking your questions there, but in studio, as always, Sergeant Ben Witten is with us here uh, taking questions online. So make sure you get online, ask your questions if you have uh, specific questions while we have the Colonel in here. And remember, the, the conversation will continue. Uh, so after the show, uh, we'll go from there. All right, so let's get into this. Um, so let's talk about pavilion, like the word. What, what does it mean? I mean, you see them in the parks. Um, but what, does it stand for something or what, how did it, that come about? It does. Very deliberate name. Uh, it is Public Affairs, Visual Information, Learning, and an Online Network. Of course it's an acronym because right. it's military. We okay, love, got we it. We love our acronyms. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, so let's just get into a demo. I think let's, it may just be easier to show uh, a little bit and maybe you talk to it. So okay. if we can in the studio bring up, uh, uh, there we go. And then you just kind of walk us through what overview here. Sure, so this is the landing page. It's all built around the search engine that you see at the top bar there. So let's say you're a public affairs officer, a public affairs specialist, and you're, you kind of want to see what the latest communication plan template is. You can type in communication plan, or even planning. I'm not the one typing. This is Mel Weatherspoon in the, in the back control room typing this up. And uh, down below, the very first one you see there, crisis communication contingency plan template. Now let's be honest, a lot of us are probably pretty rusty on our contingency or crisis communication uh, plans. A lot of them just gathered dust over the years. You can pull it up right here on Pavilion right away. If you click on download, I, I tried this uh, here in the studio. I had maybe two bars cell signal, wasn't on Wi-Fi. Took me one second to get Pavilion up, probably three seconds to type in a communication plan, maybe a little bit longer. And then this came up within second, probably all together within 15 seconds, I, I was viewing a communication plan on my phone. If you're at home with a Fios network, it's just as fast. If you're, let's say you work at the Pentagon, <laughs> Firewall City, right? It'll probably take a little bit longer, so give us some patience. Maybe it'll take, you know, 20 seconds to get to that point where you're, you're viewing it. But the, the bottom line is it's really fast, and it's designed to be quick so you can, you can look up a resource. Let's, let's talk more on the VI side this time. For visual information, aperture. So you're new, you're a, a public affairs specialist, or you're a collateral duty. Here's a great example. Collateral duty, public affairs specialist for two years uh, in the Navy, special duty, and you want to learn more about aperture in your digital SLR camera that's been signed out to you and you've never held one before. What is this all about? You type in aperture. And right there, camera aperture demonstration. And Mel's going to click on that. And it's going to bring us up to the demonstration page. And you scroll down, it'll read through, it'll tell you a little bit about what aperture is. It's, it's your iris opening of your camera, just like the iris of your eye. Scroll down a little bit more. Now it gives you some examples of, I see all these aperture numbers. What does it mean? Doesn't, doesn't the higher number mean a larger aperture? It's actually the opposite. And this helps explain because it's all about ratios. F22 is very closed, or F2.8 
is very wide open and wide uh, aperture can give you that shallow depth of field that you're looking for where the subject is very sharp and crisp, background's blurry, foreground's blurry. We all love that, that dreamy kind of look. In fact, the iPhone has the portrait feature on its phone now that replicates that for you because it's such a popular look. So if you scroll down a little bit more, it'll take you into some, uh, some quick demos, if you will. Very top bar, what does 2.8 look like? Well, you click on it, it drops it down. There's that shallow depth field I was talking about. Background's blurry, bird is nice and sharp. If there was a branch in the foreground, it would be blurry too. Scroll down a little bit more. Uh, maybe let's go to F11 to F22. This is more for your, your everything's, they call it unity focus at times. The background's maybe a little bit blurry, especially if you're using a very long lens, even though at a at a very closed aperture, but I'll give you some examples and talk you through it so you have a great idea of what aperture is all about. That's great. That's good for unit training or a refresher uh, for somebody, or like you said, the people that are, are maybe a collateral duty or a UPAR or something, uh, trying to figure it out, and they can go there as a resource. And right. and that actually is, is was informative, you know, when we were, we were kind of talking through this. Um, I've always thought of pavilion as being sort of for the officers. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's calm planning. It's stuff, you know, you're getting ready for a, a media engagement or something. But really, there's a lot of, like, VI stuff, the, yeah, just absolutely. the visual, you know, photography and videography and, and you know, grunt stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the enlisted folk uh, can, can learn from this, too. And I just, I don't know why I've always thought that until we were talking. So learning has occurred. Um, and there's a bifurcation there, too. It's interesting that... The top search subjects right now are social media. That's number one. Not surprised. Yeah. And then right below that, I think, is communication plan, commander's intent, some more PA-centric type uh, subjects. But then you get further down the list of the top search um, subjects, it starts to go pretty deep into VI. So the preponderance of searches are in VI, even though the top three may be more in the PAO realm, if you will. So it's right. interesting how that kind of yin-yang works. So I really believe we are equally reaching both the PA and the VA sides of the career field. It's not, it's not lopsided. And it was designed specifically to uh, evenly reach out to fleet and field across PA, VI, and Comstrat good. Uh, desks. So it's a good looking site, it's very functional. How, how did this looking. whole thing start? I mean, was you like in a dark basement <laughs> geeking out, uh, you know, doing some code for hours and hours? Or what? I wish I could happened? take credit for this, but uh, we really have to give credit to uh, Colonel retired Martin Downey, the previous commandant, yep. who came up with the idea some years back, and uh, stay with me now, he was inspired by MySpace. <laughs> oh, the old we're MySpace. We're taking it back. Uh, <laughs> And really, it, in all the technology he's seen on the internet, websites, interactive websites, uh, once he became commandant, I think it really just started to kind of churn in the back of his mind of why don't we have a site that reaches out, that people can come to, it's two-way, that they can learn from, that's vetted, which is very important. It's not just willy-nilly, we just grab the latest, greatest thing and put it up there. It's vetted through the career field, through multiple subject matter experts, uh, is timely, it is contemporary, it is, and is quickly accessible. The problem back in the early days of, of his concept is that the technology didn't really exist. Maybe exe it existed, it was really, really expensive. Along came AFPIMS. Now, let's be honest, in, in the early days of AFPIMS, I, I think people treat it more like a four-letter word. It wasn't as user-friendly as it is now. AFPIMS mm -hmm. has really come a long way. 
and right here at DMA, we're, we're shooting this live, is Public Web, and they are they manage the, the AFPIMS program. Web.mil now. Ah, they thank you very much. Changed the name. That's true. Yeah. They are changing the name. So, Learned that today, too. <laughs> <laughs> so they have really brought it along to where it, it's really an amazing site now. And we looked at it multiple times as a, as a possible platform for this. And I went to Dennis Cornell, who heads up all our IT over at Dinfos, and he goes, he goes, uh, sir, I'll tell you what, if you want to host this on your own site, it's probably going to be more like seven figures, honestly, because people go, why? Well, it's, it can be an official DoD website, and there have to be layers of security, and that takes full-time people, and it's not cheap, to be honest with you. And yep. literally, it would, it would have taken seven figures to probably build this. Thankfully, and thanks to DMA and... Uh, Web.mil, did I get that right? You did. Nailed it. They, I, they came alongside us. Learner. <laughs> I, ah, I, I can learn too. <laughs> we reached out to them and they came alongside us and said, you know, it can't do it right now, but it can if you have the right developers. And so we, we wrote that in the contract. Um, they, we teamed up with our, our contractors who we had hired for this with a formerly known as, uh, as <laughs> DMA's um, for, for AFPIMS, also known as now web.mil, yep. worked with them very closely and said, okay, we're getting close. It can't do it now because it's not interactive, but if you build your custom code here, and they gave us a lot of advice on where to go, we also teamed up their contractors who manage AFPIMS on the back end. We call it back end development. Back end work had to be done, front end work had to be done, and it was quite extensive. It probably took us a better part of a year. And public web. That's the name I couldn't remember earlier, and I laughed nervously. That is now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they just converted so over. See, it takes me. It takes me a while. Anyways, we sat down with them, and through great collaboration, we finally built what is now Pavilion. Here's another great caveat to this: it is available to anybody in the Department of Defense. If anybody wanted to build their own e-learning and reference website, Navy Surface Warfare. I'll just throw one out there as just kind of as an example of uh, someone who may want to take this or army aviation army uh, armor if you will even the infantry mm -hmm. this is open source so we don't want to give away our state secrets per se but it's something that's that's open source knowledge you can take the code that is on this site and you can now build you don't have to call it pavilion you can call it whatever you want but the structure the templates are already there and built for you you still have to hire your own developers but I would say lion's share of the work is already done we're the first ones out the door across the Department of Defense who have built this kind of website. Even, even in academia and industry, we could not find a website that was comparable to what Dinfos does. It is quite, quite a hybrid of, of the best of, and we have a lot of consultants out in the private sector who consult with government agencies, and they point them straight to Pavilion. These are retired three-star generals, one, two-star generals, who are advisors who say, we love Pavilion, it is great, I recommend it to my clients all the time. So we've really uh, landed on something here that I think is going to be with us in, in perpetuity. That's great. So before, you know, the show started, we were talking a little bit and you said um, you were talking about the, you know, go binders or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody had the binders and, and now it, book or whatever yeah, you call them. And, yeah. and now this is sort of the digital form of that. So how, how is Pavilion being used? Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, how, the end user. How, how is it being used? 
many end users who are, are tapping into Pavilion every day. We, when we launched, it spiked up to about 1,500 uh, views you know, on launch day, quite a few people. It, our audience is, is narrow but broad, narrow in the respect of 15,000 communicators across the DOD, civilian, military, total. Kind of a narrow audience mm -hmm. uh, for a website. However, for our international partners, other governmental agencies, the audience does grow. But on launch day, we knew 99% of our viewers were coming from the Department of Defense. They had about 1,500, that's quite a few. And it tapered down to about 33 views a day and it went up to about 100. And now we're up in the, I think last time I checked um, on our analytics, it was upwards of 500 views on some days where people are going to this website and using it a lot more. And it's, it is our active duty and our full-time civilian uh, PA uh, and VI specialists, but really it's our UPARs, our Unit Public Affairs representatives in the Army, the collateral duty. And Navy has their collateral duty, Army has collateral duty, folks are called UPARs. Uh, but also, if you think about the folks who come in from private sector into government work, they come from the PR field. Well, PR versus PA is different. Sure. And in order to make that transition, we have a lot of material here that kind of helps acculturate them into military public affairs, if you will. So we've got those audiences. In addition to National Guard and Reserve units who use it for their weekend drill training, uh, a lot of people pull up pull this up as their source material and they teach classes off. It's, it's available right there. You can do hip pocket training. If you've got a couple hours of downtime and you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean, as they say. Well, if you've got time to smoke and joke, you've got time to train, right? So you could pull out pavilion and do hip pocket training or structure it around del very deliberate training uh, for hours on end. We also have our mobile training teams. And if you put in a request through our, our, our Pavilion website, the very bottom, it says uh, request an MT team. We'll show that here in a little bit. Uh, you can request a mobile training team. A lot of it's distance learning now, but now with, if COVID does continue to clear, we'll see what happens. We can go on site with you as well. Well, a lot of the pre-reads, a lot of the material for these MTTs, mobile training teams, comes from Pavilion. And Pavilion is growing. We're, we're always adding material. We're also getting into the area, slowly broaching into service-specific content. We're working with the services right now. Unfortunately, it does cost dollars to develop it because you need to uh, hire, not hire, but uh, acquire your SMEs from the field, manage the contents being developed, uh, give it great aesthetic. Like you said earlier, it's a great looking website that takes a lot of work, time, and energy. So when the services decide they want to develop service-specific content and hopefully they have the funding, We'll come alongside them and provide oversight and overall management. Well, now they can start developing service-specific content, specific content, as well as the joint world. That hasn't happened yet, but we're leaning in that direction. Uh, since we just launched April of last year, we're still, we just finished one year. We're in our first full year of just normal operations, steady-state operations. We're out of the launch phase. We're now just creating content every quarter. We're putting more and more content up there. I think we're approaching uh, 300 individual content types on Pavilion. Hopefully in the next few years we'll be up in the thousands and that this will be the true go-to uh, one-stop shop. You don't have to go to YouTube and get 5,000 results on a, a video. You want to look at aperture examples, you can go straight to Pavilion. You type in uh, communication planning on Bing or Google, you're going to get 50,000 hits. 
you go to Pavilion, you're just going to get a handful that are already vetted. So we're hoping he'll join the vernacular within the DOD to say, well, do, have, you, have you checked Pavilion yet? And they say, have you Googled it? Well, have you Pavilioned it? We're hoping that's the direction <laughs> that our career field would go with uh, the trust as our, as our trusted uh, first resource that they will go to. Good. So good information. You mentioned uh, content, like types of content. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I, I hear we've got some social media questions. So let's go over to Sergeant Witten. He's going to ask a, a question from online. Uh, we do. We have one question. We have one from Marcy, and she actually she asked a question that was actually just answered. If there's plans on expanding the catalog of stuff, I believe I heard uh, Sir say that there's plans for more to more lessons to be added. Hopes of planning right now, and we're posturing for it. But right now, like I said, steady state operations for the next year, and we'll wait and see if the, if the services uh, want to eventually develop their own content. We even developed a, uh, it's an, called an authoring tool. And if, if, as a subject matter expert, you contact us and say, I've got a great idea, I have, I have an experience in this, and here's a great story, and here's a great experience, can we turn this into a learning content? You want to create something interactive. Maybe one of our drop downs that we have or an interactive checklist or whatever. You fill out this PDF, I believe it's a PDF still, you drag and drop it into our authoring tool, it creates that, that um, interactive content instantly. And then you dial in from anywhere on the globe with our developer, you can see it there live and they can change the colors, the fonts, they can move things around and you develop it with our developers real-time, hasn't gone live on, on Pavilion yet, but you're watching it in real-time with the developer. And then once it's approved and vetted and gone through the three levels of um, approval that we have, levels one, two, and three, then we go live. Well, the authoring tool cut about 75% of that time out of developing that interactive content. So once services in the joint world are ready to develop um, service-specific content, PAVI, Comstrat, we'll be able to respond very quickly. Good, good deal. Any others online, or is that um, one? None, I think we're gonna talk a little bit about it later too. We got some more. Yeah, none from online. I had a question right now, so I'm thinking, you know, Pavilion. It seems like a very useful resource. I've been perusing it. I saw an opportunity. I could have used it this morning, helping someone out. I'm thinking, if I'm out somewhere, like out in the field on a shoot somewhere, and I don't necessarily have my laptop with me, is the site accessible via mobile, via phone? Absolutely. In fact, I just, I just happen to have my phone right here on the table. What do you know? Um, I, I feel like Ron Burgundy pulling the flute out of his sleeve, you know. It's just, yeah, of course <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Flute. That's perfect. Uh, right here in the studio, I, I think I may have mentioned it earlier. Uh, it took me about 15 seconds. I'll pull it up right here. I, I have it saved on a little icon on my, here on my iPhone. Pull it up. There it is, even with about two bars of cell connection. I'm not on a Wi-Fi right now. Uh, I can type in communication plan. It took me about 15 seconds. I had it up. I was reading it right there, that, that fast. Right. Uh, if you're so no credentials, no access. You, it's publicly accessible. Thank you. So you could be in a hotel room. You could be wherever. No CAC access needed. That no. was deliberate. Hence why we, another reason we wanted to go with the AFPIMS platform. It is open source. So uh, as, a, as a note to our subject matter experts who want to contact us, Got to make sure it's it's material that we're willing to put out there for the whole world to see. That includes our adversaries uh, and enemies yeah. who uh, and their do-gooders out there who uh, kind of want to mess with us. But the great thing is this tool helps us 
combat that. There's, you, if you uh, type in pavilion trolls, it'll take you to uh, uh, how to about uh, combating trolls and the different types of trolls that are out there. And there's, there's several of them. It's actually a very fun read. Uh, we had a really good time developing it um, with uh, Master Sergeant Jared Denton, who's now at, at, uh, working for Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, uh, Joanne Bass. He's now our social media manager. He helped create that. And uh, it's, it's really an incredible read. And it's great because I think once you read it, it'll help kind of bring, unscrew yourself from the ceiling, if you will, if you're dealing with trolls. It's a great resource you can go to to read and realize, I don't have to interact with these guys. Or maybe someone's got a really good point, but I'm still being trolled. Read through it in the best way to interact with them. And I think the bottom line, a lot of that is constantly stay engaged. Don't let there be radio silence out there, but engage smartly. And if, if you forget how, if you kind of get uh, tripped up, go to Pavilion, type in trolls, read through it before you do your reply. You can't go wrong. Perfect. So when you said you could have used it this morning, do you mind sharing with us that story? Oh, what, yeah. What uh, that? We were working on a product this morning involving uh, writing a script to be broadcast, to be spoken. And I went on Pavilion a few minutes before this show started, and there is a whole class just on how to compose and format an audio script for broadcast. And it, says, it takes like five minutes to read. There's a template on there. There's all kinds of useful links and other advice on there. It's right there instead there of having go. to like you know go to YouTube and find some like eight-year-old who happens to be amazing at it for some reason, <laughs> then yeah you get your information from Pavilion and it's all right there. Perfect. No, it's good. Good story. It brings up a good point too. It took five minutes to read it. This is not in-depth material. Uh, down the road we could put more deeper if you want to do deep dives. Uh, Pavilion doesn't have that type of content on, but it can It does point to other resources. We're also developing developing, but we're linking to third-party content is something we're, we're working on right now to find what's available out there. We don't need to create the content. It's already there. We just link to it in Pavilion. So you can go deeper on your own as well. And some of these uh, content types and articles and how-tos and checklists uh, may actually also link to third-party content. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the content uh, on the site. You mentioned a few earlier, um, you know, Aperture you've talked about a couple times, and then uh, communication planning. Uh, what else is out there? Reference materials, um, activities, like what, what, are, what are some of the other um, more commonly used or maybe the lesser known um, materials that are out there? We also have uh, checklists. Uh, We've got policy and doctrine. In fact, thank you that they brought it up on the screen there. It's, it's right there if you explore by... If, if you just go to the search engine and just hit return, don't type anything in, just put your cursor in the search, hit return, it'll bring you every single content type that's on Pavilion. Mm -hmm. All 280 something I think that's out there. But the, the main ones we have, we break it down, there's stories, there's a how-to, there's a case study, you got articles and you can read for yourself. We've got some exercises, there, there's simulations, there, kind of choose your own adventure if you will, which they can seem a little basic, if you will, but when you go through them, it really solidifies a lot in your mind because, as the saying goes, you learn more through your mistakes. This helps you make mistakes in a very safe environment. That's why I'm so knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> All the mistakes. And, and in fact, here's, here, thank you. Thank you, Mel. She brought up the simulation, uh, whatever you do, don't panic. 
And this is about a hurricane. It's, it's, it's about crisis communication. What do you do? If you start, it, you, there's, you can make choices and they'll back you up if, if you make one that maybe isn't the best one. But it's great because it can help, it, it can help solidify in the mind. A great example is uh, some friends of mine used to develop uh, commercials for AFM. Some of them are really, they can be corny at times. And he got teased for it. And he goes, did you remember what it was about? He goes, well, yeah, I do remember. He goes, funny how that worked, huh? It, it, it had its impact, even though it wasn't glossy and, and sexy. These simulations are very basic as well. They, they help you run through it. You make your mistakes. But I guarantee down the road, you're probably going to remember this more than if you just read it on a how-to. And you're laughing. The, you got the more rem filming. I remembered it because I hated it theory. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, painless simulations, though. They, these are very genteel uh, simulations. But there's a lot of content on there. And remember, the site is, is barely over a year old. So we're always taking feedback. In fact, how about we go into feedback real quick since I'm, I'm on that subject. Yeah. Now, if you can click on the contact link there, and we'll take them to... And if we can go to the, the main page, click on contact. I don't know if the audience is seeing this yet. Down at the bottom of the main page, there's a, there, you'll see a contact link. There it is. Click on contact for us. And we'll, we'll show the uh, viewers where they can, they can contribute. And we scroll down just a little bit. If you have a basic question, if you just... Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this, or I notice you don't have content on this. I need some help. You can ask a question. You can share a resource. And there's the, the page where you can fill that out. Uh, if she goes back, there's, a, there's another option for um, supplying a resource or becoming there, get involved. You can share a resource, or you can get involved as a subject matter expert or as a user test in our user test group. As we put out new material, this group sees it first and they poke holes in it to make sure that it's something that we, not, not just us at Dinfos thinks is a good idea and reads well on the site, but that Fleet and Field feels the, the same way before it goes live. So there's various ways you can get involved if you just click on the, uh, that link on the main page. So just go to the landing page, scroll all the way down to that blue bar, and then click on it. And then down below it, Mel's favorite part, because she's our program director for our MTT, our mobile training teams, request an MTT. You click on that, that's where you can request to have actual deliberate training developed by us and delivered. A lot of it's online right now, but due to uh, come emerging from COVID. But then you will find a lot of that source material, as I mentioned before, is going to come straight from Pavilion as well. Good. So I want to go back uh, a little bit, and because I remember in the video that we watched, um, you know, in the beginning of the show, it had a very joint look. Um, right. I'm curious: is the content broken down? Is it is it a joint flavor? Is it purple uh, and and grouped together and kind of kind of you know muddied up, or is it, is it service specific? How is that broken down? It is purple right now for the most part. Okay. Uh, some subjects may swing more to maybe. Army, Air Force, in respects, and other subjects may swing just a little, maybe toward the sea services, but they're all still usable across the board. And it goes back to what I was talking earlier. Once we start, excuse me, once we get with the services and they really sign on to do service-specific content, because they're also reviewing this as well. They're, they're scrutinizing it to see how will this benefit us as a specific service. And they want to do that 
which is understandable before you, you, you drop in funding to, to, um, to bring up developers, you want to make sure it's the right fit. And once they do that, then we'll partner with those services. So back to your original question, very purple. Okay, makes sense. Okay, um, we talked a little bit about analytics. I mean, you, you alluded to that. I don't know any more you want to say about that. Uh, analytics of like, I guess the most used or maybe the least used, um, or, or you think we covered enough on that? Well, for site visits, for visitors, I mentioned when we launched April of last year, it spiked about 1,500 and then simmered down. And since the new year, we've been in the hundreds uh, every day. This pavilion is being used more and more. And let me make a, make a point about this. This is a good thing for the user as well. And the reason being, the more people that view pavilion every single day means the more feedback we can potentially get. The more feedback we potentially get means the sharper the site is, the more well-vetted the material. I mean, it's already well-vetted to begin with, but it's kind of the cyclical process where you're truly getting, hopefully, the best that's out there for our career field that works yeah. across the board. Once we get service-specific content, maybe something that's better for the C services and works well uh, for them. The document is something that happens in shipborne operations that's out in the open water. If you're on a destroyer and you don't have a public affairs officer or even a VI specialist, how do you document what goes on uh, around your ship should you need to do that? That could be maybe one idea uh, for service-specific content. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, naval surface warfare or Army aviation. You could put things on the, the basic fundamentals of flight. You can put all your, your basic uh, flight in, uh, school information. When I went through flight school many moons ago, this would have been great. I could have gone on a, an e-learning reference website months before I started flight school, back when I was still a college student, before I got commissioned, and I could start looking at uh, the formula for lift. What, um, what are the dynamics that go on in flight? Uh, induced drag, there's induced flow. Well, induced flow creates induced drag. What does that mean and how does that suck power from your aircraft? Whether you're in a low hover and you're in ground effect versus a high hover out of ground effect. Well, if you pull that, not, again, back to it's no state secret. That's all just fly, flight dynamics. You put it on an e-learning site. Now your, your students are going in straight, straight from the street high school, flight schools, we say, as warrant officers or they're enlisted going in as warrant officers. They could go to that site and learn the fundamentals of flight months before they even start flight school. Imagine how that could accelerate the learning curve uh, for students down the road if it's used. I could talk for hours about it, but that's kind of a, a small sample of, of how this could benefit across the DoD, not just in the PA, VI, and Comstar world. Makes sense. So you, you mentioned earlier, and we talked about how it started up, and it's a contract that's in place. Um, what's the future of that? What, what? I mean, is that Palm Four? Is it? Are we scrounging money? I, I know there's probably <laughs> some areas that are a little, a little sensitive in the days of you know budget drawbacks and stuff, right. but I mean, it's a good resource. It's in place. Um, how, how is it maintained, and what is, this, what is the future of this site? So Denfos has a part of its budget that helps maintain this right now, and, and we have full-time developers that are always monitoring the site, always developing content, always available to, for, us to, for us to be contacted. Us. I feel like I'm still part of Denfos. It's, it's tough to let go of. I've got to tell you, right. you can contact them very quickly, so if, if, if the site goes down, which is very rare because the FPIMS platform is so stable, or if, if maybe you've got input on, on a, a 
posting or not posting, but content on Pavilion, you want to give more input. It can be very dynamic and we can respond very quickly. You know, the schoolhouse is moving to a model where we just don't stop, a, I shouldn't say stop a course, but take a look at a course every two years. We update it, put it back together, teach it for two more years. We're getting more in kind of a spiral where it's cyclical. Every 90 days, we're looking at content and updating it at the schoolhouse more on the fly because technology allows us mm. to do that. We do the same with Pavilion. So we have that full-time staff. It's already paid for. It's well-spent taxpayer dollars. And I got, got to say that because it really, really is. If we do expand Pavilion down the road, we have to see what kind of resourcing is available through our higher headquarters DMA. But very generous in providing the initial funds that help build Pavilion in the beginning. And now we're, we're trying to develop a track record to really show it, it's being used a lot. Our, you asked me about analytics earlier. We can't track analytics like, a, like Google would. Because we're the Department of Defense, we, we can't keep tabs on our citizens, if you, if you will, in that respect. So we can see how many visits, how many page views, how many uh, bounces. If someone just looks at it and goes, oh, that's not what I'm looking for, and they bounce out, it tells us. But for, that's a, kind of about it. What, what's searched the, the most? Very basics, but we don't get to use a lot of the algorithms that a lot of other sites do that kind of uh, read your mail, if, if, you, if, if, you, if I can use that term, that when you go to a website and you go, oh, funny, I was just searching for that yesterday, and funny, I'm seeing an ad for it now. We don't get that kind of analytics for a very good reason because we are the federal government and the Department of Defense. Okay. We can't collect that kind of, of data. So our, our analytics are really basic. So we have to lean on that. As, so it's quantitative as well as qualitative. And we lean heavily on the qualitative, hence why we need that feedback. How are we doing on Pavilion? Is it, is it meeting the mark? Across the board, I would say 99% has been positive 1% has been negative. It was We had one content type that had something on it that probably should have been pulled. It wasn't nefarious, but it was kind of like, you know, we as a service kind of wish this wasn't on there. We said, you got it, and we pulled it. It was that fast. Good. And it's actually, I, I did the math, it was 0.2% uh, is actually had negative feedback. The rest of it has all been positive. I mentioned we have retired general officers who are now consultants out in the private sector for government entities who point people to this all the time. They're excited about it, and hence why I think it's really gonna be around for a long, long time. I hope we reach out to some of those general officers and get some funding um, for us. Get, get on the phone, <laughs> Let's reach back out to social media and see if we got any more questions there, because I've kind of exhausted uh, what I was curious about. Anything uh, coming in uh, from we social? We do have another question or two. Okay. We have one. Um, the question reads, I searched for live streaming on Pavilion and didn't see anything. Now, there's a lot of virtual events and live streaming stuff being requested, so is there any way that like a PAO could figure out how to do live streaming via Pavilion? What a great question. I, please, so whoever wrote that question, go on the website, <laughs> contact, seriously, let us know, because that's such a great point in how much live streaming is being done now. Yep. How, how do you, how do you trip through that? So it's PAVI, and we also uh, eventually are broadcast maintenance folks who are out there, are kind of ancillary to our career field, but out there, we develop some content down the road. That kind of falls under broadcasting a little bit. It's, it's a middle ground between PAVI and broadcasting. Yeah. So what a great idea. And I think that'd be something that, that could be developed very quick, quickly. 
And we have a user planning group, a UPG of folks throughout the career field who we meet twice a year. Oh, there's that we thing again. They meet yeah. twice a year. I may be part of the UPG here shortly. You never know. And w they decide what subjects, what's, what's the demand signal from the career field right now? What are they sensing in addition to the feedback we're getting from Fleet and Field and what we're seeing in our basic analytics on a site called Site Gauge that shows us our analytics. We combine the three, we synthesize the three, and then we rack and stack what's the, the next content we have to develop. I wouldn't be surprised if that started to make it to the top of the list pretty soon. So yeah. please, uh, whoever you are, reach out and uh, let's see if we can get it developed. Yeah, we think that and podcasting are two that if it's not already on there, I know right. that's a new top, you know, topic that's, that's um, becoming more and more popular. So uh, again, becoming popular. Um, all right, you got one more? Uh, we do have one more. This okay, one perfect. is we have Francis asking, how far do the mobile teams travel? Like how far are they willing to go? Uh, so I know that's not really a that's not a pavilion question. That's more of an MTT question. I do have you may an know answer, the answer. Though. If not, we can talk to Mel and ask her. They'll go as far as Morocco. Uh, that's they, true. They, they just they went will there. go around the around the world. We yeah. we just uh, participated in an exercise over in Africa a couple of months ago. First one out the door post COVID. Uh, Mel Weatherspoon, our program manager, was she did such a great job in getting that done and getting them out the door. That's kind of a rarity that we do get to participate in, in those. Back before the days of COVID, we were also going to the Ukraine and training with them and other, other countries. So we'll go global. Uh, however, the cost has to be covered by the unit if they have the TDY dollars uh, that they'll have to pay for, for travel. We're not funded for that. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, it, they'll go global. But yep. now with distance learning and the emergence of all the distance learning tools we have in the client, and everyone's so used to being online doing Google Meets or Blackboard is our main uh, learning management system. People are so savvy to it now and Zoom and you name it that we can do mobile training teams at no cost to your unit because we do a distance learning, you don't have to pay us a dime. It's just right. when our instructors have time in between courses, they can develop a class and they can deliver it to wherever you are, anywhere in the world. Also, like to point out that uh, next month, I believe our subject is is dedicated to the, the MTT oh, uh, subject. So we're going to go in depth. Uh, whoever had that question, and we'll we'll talk about it um, extensively. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the awards program too. I believe uh, the DoD awards program. Um, so that a little information because that's coming up early next year. So we're going to talk a little bit about both of those. Um, okay, so if that's all online, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything that I missed? I mean, this is not investigative reporting. I'm not trying to beat you up here. I'll give you the opportunity to, um, you know, to add anything you want at the end. That's the beauty of an education show. Uh, we're trying to inform people. Um, I might want to do a shout out to my two young boys who are watching <laughs> right now. Go. But I mean, you'd have to give me permission to do that. Hello, White and Charlie. Yeah, there you go. And it's done. Well played, sir. Uh, I said I could talk for hours about this. I don't want to uh, bore uh, folks with anecdotal stories, but uh, I think we've given a great, in the video, you, thank you for showing the video at the beginning too. Uh, it was a labor of love. A lot of our rock stars around Dintfos as well as uh, Captain Elena Staver, who was the Air Force Detachment, Student Detachment Commander who just went off just to go left. training in industry, yeah. training with industry, TWI. Uh, a great group of folks. Uh, and that video really has a lot longevity to it to kind of explain what what Dinfos does. All I can say is go to Dinfos and or excuse me, go to Pavilion and check it out. Go to Dinfos too if you can. Go to Pavilion <laughs> and check it out. Virtually it's, or physically, you know, like right. whatever. <laughs> Please. 
But check out Pavilion and just, like I said, go to that search bar at the top of the main page, put your cursor and just hit return. And you can start to peruse through everything that is on there. And on the left, it's a faceted search. You can filter out certain subjects. If you're a VI, if you've just graduated from our MCF course or Mass Communication Foundations course, mm -hmm. you can go on Pavilion. And the great thing is we're starting to use more and more Pavilion content for our in-house courses. Well, if you're an MCF grad and six months later you go, ah, man, I need to additive and subtractive color. Oh, what was that about? Oh, additive is about RGB. That's, that's emitted color, you know, uh, screens, monitors, things like that. Uh, subtractive, if I'm using it correctly, is, is print. It's reflective color, that's CMYK. Very different in how you choose that and how they interact. If you add all the RBG in light, you get white. You add CMYK, you dump them all together, you're going to get a blackish, or with K being black, you're going to get black. Those are quite, quite opposites. You've got to make yeah. sure you're using the, the right format. You can go on Pavilion and read up on it. Like I said, I could talk for, for hours. Please contact us. But then they wouldn't have to go to the site to look, in, to look it all up. So we want to get go to the site. Please go and give us feedback. Look through Pavilion. Give us feedback. Join our user testing group if, if you have the time. Uh, volunteer to be a SME, subject matter expert. Please, please do. Or just give us basic, even if it's critical feedback, we want to hear uh, how we can make the user experience better. If you're having trouble accessing it on a certain type of device, say, hey, I noticed on this model of phone, my friend and I have it, we can't see Pavilion while everything's all jumbled together. We can do something about that. We can look into it and see if it's, if it's a problem on our end or somewhere else. Please contact us and just give us the feedback. Perfect. No, good stuff. So this is usually the part of the show where I would I would ask like where do people go for the resources, but it quite literally is the resource that comes up on every show that we've done. Um, so it is. Everybody mentions it. Everybody says this is where you go for the content, and that's um, I think that says a lot about the site and what you guys have done for it. Um, so, sir, thank you for joining me. I do have a couple other shout-outs, but I'll okay. let's stand up here. I'll shake your hand. It's a little sweaty. Sorry, I've been sitting here in these chairs. Hey, folks, um, don't forget to sign up for this year's Denfo Social Media Forum. Uh, it is scheduled from the 25th through 27th of August. Uh, we're going to put the website up there for you. Actually, it's a group. It's a Facebook group. Uh, make sure you go on there and sign up for that. That's a social media forum. Uh, hugely successful in the last couple of years. Took a little break last year and did it virtually. Uh, this year, I think it's a combination, uh, if not all virtual, again. So do that as well. Here's another thing, uh, new breaking news. This uh, is something that we're kind of doing again here. At the Denfo's um, Hall of Fame, we're now taking nominations for the class of 2021. That last day for you to uh, nominate someone for that is September 30th. Uh, so make sure you go online. Again, there's a website uh, that we'll, we'll put up here for you, but you can get to it by going to denfos.dma.mil, and then it's about uh, Denfo's Hall of Fame. So that will take one, uh, one or I think a, a couple of nominees each year. So more to come on that, but make sure you go out there. All right, the last thing that we do is uh, our shout out, the social media shout out, somebody who's done uh, an amazing job out there in, in this, um, this month. It's actually MC1 Legazzo for his work with a podcast. Uh, so 
involved in social media a little bit, uh, but it's really, it's, it's a podcast and that's becoming more and more popular. There's a working group going on right now and he clearly uh, made himself uh, an expert on that and he's the go-to guy because he runs a podcast uh, centered around the, the LA Lakers. Uh, so it's, if you're looking for it, you wanna check it out. He's got thousands and thousands of followers, him and a group of people that, that host and co-host. Uh, it's hashtag Lakers on Instagram uh, or on believe.com. So go check that out. I can't end uh, in the month of July in this year um, without giving a shout out to the Olympic uh, athletes that are out there, especially the military athletes um, who are not only defending their country, um, but they're, they're representing uh, their military service as well. Um, so congratulations to those who have performed well and all of those who made it that far, uh, go USA. Folks, that's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Remember next month we'll be one week early uh, because of the social media forum. Uh, we're gonna do it one week prior uh, to the end of the month. That's our show, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're gonna wrap it up here. <laughs> thanks guys. <laughs> Sir, thanks again. Thank Sir Witten, good job. Um, I think that's our show. We got music going in the background. That's good. Public web. Public web. See, now I remember the web. Web. Web.